Hello and welcome to the Living Holistic Podcast. I'm your host, Gigi Febres Cordero. In this week's episode, I chat about a concept I've been thinking on for the last few years since moving out here and starting a farm, and that is the struggles that come with seeing our dreams come true. So often when we see a big dream come true and we step into a new role, whatever that might look like, it can come with a lot of overwhelm and struggle and trials and tribulations as we figure out our new place and as we transition away from an old way of living into a new way of living, whether that's becoming a mom, starting a business, Or like in my instance, moving out into the woods and starting a farm. I talk about how it's taken me quite a few years to finally feel like I've gotten a flow going here. And like I've finally been able to figure out systems that I can implement that really help things move more slowly and easefully. I also just chat a little bit about where I am with my fertility journey, um, moving into my 38th year of life here on this earth as I am about to celebrate a birthday. But before we dive into this week's episode, I did want to remind you that the month of May is Customer Appreciation Month over at my online shop, shoplunanueva.com. You can pick up any of my herbal supplements for 25% off if you use the coupon code MAY, M-A-W, at checkout. So if you are wanting to try one of my supplements, whether the Adapt Elixir or Digestive Bitters or One Happy Liver, maybe the Hormone Helper or Moon Time, the Healthy Weight or the Invigorate, you can grab any of those, all of those, multiples of those over at shoplunanueva.com. That's S-H-O-P-L-U-N-A-N-U-E-V-A.com and get 25% off with checkout um, at the checkout with code MAY, M-A-W. This is my way of just saying thank you, thank you, thank you for being so awesome for showing up and supporting me in all that I do. I love you and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hello, 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 my darlings. Happy Friday. Welcome to the pod. Another week has come and gone. I just can't believe it. Time is going by so quickly these days. It is actually Friday morning, a little after seven. Just woke up a little while ago and um, was very excited to sit down and um, record this week's pod. So I made myself a cup of coffee and I lit a candle and I lit one of my favorite incense, frankincense and myrrh. And got cozy in my podcast chair. Uh, Susser is home today. So he is handling chores. 
and I am locked in the bedroom with not one, but two pregnant cats, Jen and Juice. Jen is due on the 18th, but honestly, I feel like at any moment, this girl could go into labor. She is so pregnant. She's so pregnant. I wish you could see her. It's like she swallowed a cantaloupe. She's just walking around with this little ball in her belly, waddling everywhere. And Juice is like a week or so behind Jen, but she just doesn't look pregnant at all compared to how pregnant Jen is. It's interesting seeing them both pregnant and just how different they are. Um, like Jen wants to be next to us all the time. She follows us everywhere we go, in the house, out of the house. We've been letting her sleep inside just in case she goes into labor in the night. Um, where Juice is pretty much just like her same old self. She loves to hang out over in the goat house on the little front porch there. She spends most of her day napping on the chair or on a milking stanchion, um, just hanging out in that area. It is a really, really nice area, so I understand why she's hanging out over there. Susser did such an amazing job building that whole goat house. Um, but yeah, she's still just like doing her own thing, um, come and goes as she wants. She's still sleeping outside. She's got no desire to be inside, um, where her sister is just so opposite. It's really, it's really special and really sweet. I'm really excited for the season. I'm excited to do some kittens um, and just experience all of this. I think I'd be a bit more stressed if I didn't already have so many um, kittens like promised to people. So I know that they'll go pretty quickly and um, whatever kittens don't move quickly, we'll just bring to our farmer's market on Sunday and free kitten with purchase, right? <laughs> Who doesn't want that? <laughs> Get some goat milk and a free kitten. <laughs> so it's um, it's just a really sweet time right now here on the farm. Um, things have just been really good. They're still just really good, guys. Like, oh, I remember a couple weeks ago I told you how I had this whole horrible like four or five days with like extreme extreme anxiety some of the most anxiety I've ever experienced in my life and that was leading up to my bleed of my last menstrual cycle it was leading up to my period I was just absolutely horrible um and now I'm sitting a month later in the same spot I'm a few days out now from my period and I just feel completely different. I feel good. I feel clear-headed. I feel motivated still. I feel excited. I just, I feel completely and utterly different than I did. <laughs> it's so interesting how, as women, our cycles are so, you know, the phases of our cycles, you know, we feel so different as we move through the month week by week, different emotions and energies move through our body, right? 
But then sometimes month to month with our cycles can be so different as well, depending on what we did to our bodies that month, how well we treated them or how poorly we treated them really affects the way that our um, period moves through us. And if it's painful or if it's easy or, um, you know, if it's heavy or if it's light or whatever it may be, um, is an indication. It's a vital sign. It's telling us what's happening in the body, right? It's now known as like the sixth vital sign. Um, and so it's just really nice to be having a nice smooth time as I move through this last phase and into, um, the menstrual phase just to still be, um, feeling so good. It's really, 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 really nice. A lot has just kind of clicked lately for me. Um, I've had this concept floating around in my mind for quite a while now since really moving out here and going through one of the biggest changes of my life. Um, and the, the concept is um, the hardships of seeing your dreams come true. Because I feel like it's something that's never talked about. Um, because change is hard, no matter what the change is, change is hard. Even good change can be so, so difficult, um, when you're just completely uprooted and put into a brand new environment. Um, even if it's something you've dreamed of your whole life, which is what happened for me. Um, you know, we went from being city dwellers Um, Even though we were kind of ish in the suburbs of Orlando, um, I worked in downtown Orlando. I was, um, you know, managing a salon and spa and I had done that for a few years. I started my business while I was there. It was a very fast paced, high energy job, long hours. Sometimes I'd have 12 hour days. Um, very hustle, very go, um, dealing with a lot of very um, high energy people and then dealing with women and their hair, <laughs> which can be difficult sometimes. And um, it was, it was, it could be a very stressful job a lot of the time. Um, and I left that to go full-time in my business and to move out here and start farming. And we get here and we realize we have, like, the worst internet in the world. Um, I got probably not in the world, but it's pretty bad. And so it was really when you're used to working at a certain speed... And then now you have to bring that speed down tenfold. Um, I mean, dramatically, our internet is dramatically slower. And you can't do things here like be on the internet and or like be on Instagram and also be streaming a show on Netflix. That doesn't happen. You have to either choose your show on Netflix or you turn off the TV and you can have Instagram or you can, you know, be on the internet. Um, but you can't do both at the same time. And it was just that in and of itself was a huge, huge adjustment. Um, you know, trying to run an online business, 
trying to start a, you know, my clinical herbalist business where I'm seeing clients virtually and I can't really use Zoom here. So there was, it was a big learning curve that and of itself when it came to my business and then um, becoming a farmer and learning to slow down, learning to really be in tune with nature um, learning to be patient and learning joy and doing repetitive work every day, the same thing. And this was a, this was difficult for me. It really was. I found myself really, um, frustrated. I went through some bad depression. Um, I felt very lost and confused. What is my purpose? What am I really here for? And then struggling with the whole concept of, you know, still not conceiving, still not being a mom, but being someone who quote unquote stays at home. Right. Um, Assessor still had his job. He would leave and go to work and I'd be here alone all day. And that was another aspect of struggling. I thought, especially after COVID and being in the city and how involved everyone was in your business in the city, um, especially through COVID, um, how, you know, there were so many rules and regulations put in place. And we know I'm not a rule follower. I struggled a lot with that. And um, moving out here, I was like, this is perfect. Where I am, they don't, they don't get in your business. They don't have rules and regulations when we had, (laughs) they just don't. I mean, with with stuff like you do in the city, because there's so many more people, right? But (laughs) when we had our first hurricane living out here, where I come from in the city in Orlando, when you have a hurricane, you get a there's a curfew, and you can't leave your house after your cur after the curfew's implemented, right? Um, and that's how it's always been. I've been dealing with hurricanes my whole life, and ever since I was a kid, I remember when I was first starting to drive, and we had a hurricane, and I was gonna go see my friends, and you know there was a curfew. My parents were like you have to be back by the curfew, and so. We were out here and I had gone to the gas station to get something and it was just a few hours before the hurricane was supposed to hit and I was at the local gas station and the lady who was working behind the counter was saying to someone how they're not closing, the gas station isn't closing and I'm like, what do you mean the gas station isn't closing? Like, isn't there a curfew? Don't you have to go home? And she's like, a curfew? I'm like, no, there's no curfew. What do you mean a curfew? (laughs) Like, oh, I don't know. (laughs) I'm used to curfews. But that's, you know, how different the vibe is out here. But I'm saying all this to say also, like, I thought getting away and being, you know, kind of isolated out in the country was what I wanted. But I quickly learned that I thrive off of connection in relationships. And I need my time being in community. I need my time having wonderful conversations with people um, to fill my cup. 
um, that's definitely what fills my cup. And I was going weeks at a time without even leaving the farm. Um, yeah, I was struggling a lot. And this is when a lot of, you know, I would say <clears throat> this is when my alcohol consumption and using it for coping really exacerbated itself because I wasn't at a job all day where, you know, drinking wasn't an option. I'm I'm at work. But here on the farm, you know, like in this, okay, in the city on a Saturday, if you're out working in your yard, cutting your grass, tending to your flower beds, like that's, you know, it's Saturday or it's Sunday, we're out, we're working in the yard, it's hot, let's have some beers or a seltzer, you know, that's common practice. But here it could be a Tuesday and you're out, you know, working, you know, we had, we did a lot of really intense work as soon as we got here, putting in the garden and building the goat structures and all of that. And so it was very easy to on a Monday or a Wednesday or a Thursday or a Tuesday, just any day felt like a Saturday and grabbing a 12 pack of seltzers and sipping on seltzers while we worked became common practice. And I quickly learned that I was not okay with that, um, that my body was not okay with that, that it was feeding anxiety and depression and it was not helping me. Um, and I was really starting to get a hold on that and starting to really figure out um, this life out here and things were finally starting to fall into place um, and I was getting clients and I was figuring out you know, how to see clients virtually without Zoom. And I was getting my rhythm and things were really progressing well. Um, And then my mom passed. Um, I mean, honestly, I was only here a few months before my mom was diagnosed with cancer. And then um, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. It was... um, caught very early it was very small they were they just went in and removed it and she had to do radiation so it was really the best case scenario for cancer Um, but I was with my mom through all of that I was at all of her doctor appointments I was at all of her well she just had one surgery I was there at the surgery um you know I held her hand through each step of that um situation And so that took up a lot of my time, but I was still doing really well um, and figuring out this new life here on the farm, um, being alone a lot, but building my business and I was doing really well. And then, um, yeah, and then she passed and then um, I started drinking again a lot and watching a lot of TV and you know, y'all know the story, um, just being lost, very, 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 very lost in shock and grief. And I'm happy to say like, yeah, I'm coming out the other side of that and I'm getting my groove back and I'm really, really feel like I'm finding my place here on this farm and on this earth and with this land and really figuring out how to make the most out of my days, how to 
take care of the land and the animals and still grow my business and make products and get those sold and, um, you know, make all of our farm products, our yogurt and our cheese. There's a lot of little steps that have to be taken every day, every week to get us prepared for the market every Sunday, to get us moving in the right direction, to keep the farm going and moving in the way that we want. And it's taken me a really long time, at least I feel. It's almost three years, and August will be three years um, that we've been out here. And I just feel like I'm finally getting a hang of it. I'm finally figuring out what works for us. I'm finally figuring out how to stay on top of the house. That's another thing. I was used to us being out of the house most of the time. Cesar was gone at work all week. I was gone at work all week. We were at the market on Sundays. We had like Saturday to be at the house together. So the house was, you know what I mean? We ate most meals out of the house, at least during, you know, we only ate dinner really <clears throat> at home. Cesar would normally have breakfast. I would normally bring breakfast with me to the salon and I would have lunch at the salon. And sometimes I'd have dinner at the salon if I was working a 12 hour day. So it's very different caring for a home that you are only in for, you know, maybe 72 hours out of the week besides sleeping, of course opposed to caring for a home that you're in full time, all the time, three meals a day, every day, um, 24 hours a day, typically there's someone here. Um, I'm here or when Cesar's not working, we're both here. And we also have two dogs and five cats that come in and out of the house and our house is a small little farm cottage, so it gets dirty very quickly. It gets messy very quickly. There's always something to be cleaning. There's always dander. There's always dishes. There's always, there's just always stuff. There's tons and tons and tons of food coming in from the garden that needs to be organized and put away. Um, there's, you know, cheese hanging or yogurt hanging or yogurt in the crock pot or cheese on the stove or there's just always stuff. And it took me a long time to get used to that and to get over the idea of my home looking like a museum or a Pinterest photo, um, because it can't. (laughs) People live here. (laughs) So it can't look perfect all the time or else I would kill myself trying to make it that way. And I did that. I did that for quite a while. Um, And I've had to learn to let that go and to remember like, gee, you live here full time. Like there's always food in the kitchen on the counter because you have to eat three meals. You know, there's it's just, it's, it's taken time for me to adjust to this new life. And I think so often we see our dreams come true, whatever it is. Maybe we move out of state. 
Um, maybe, you know, we have, we have children. We have these things that we've wanted and, and, and dreamt of for so long. Maybe it's starting a business or, you know, the business becoming profitable. And then all of a sudden we're burdened with all of these other expectations and um, responsibilities and things that we didn't foresee happening um, that come along with our dreams coming true. And it can be difficult. It can be really hard to make that shift, even though it's something we so want. Um, You know, so often I hear people, of course, since I've been trying for so long to have kids, lots of people like to tell me lots of things. And so often I hear like, you know, enjoy your life as it is now because everything's going to change when you have kids. Like you realize that, right? And I'm like, well, of course I realize that. But I don't know exactly the extent of how everything's going to change until the baby's here and everything's changed. And then I'm faced with dealing with the, those changes. And I can't, I can't face them until I'm in it. I can't foresee them until they're there um, because it's going to be different for everyone. And so sometimes also what we think we want and maybe we do want it, but once we get there, we need time to adjust to it. Um, you know, I went from seeing hundreds of people a day, literally, at the salon, to seeing absolutely no one and having nobody to talk to but my dogs and cats during the day while Cesar was at work. And that took some time to adjust to. And I thought that's what I wanted. And I learned, okay, it is to an extent what I want but it's not exactly what I want. I still, I do need relationships and I do need friends and I do need little pregnant kitties. Don't I? Hi, you come to say hello to the podcast. (laughs) Oh, like I said, guys, she's still right here by my side. This is old Jen. Um, but anyhow, so there's this concept, right? Of, of the, the burden of seeing, our dreams come true. And it doesn't mean that it's, you know, a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, but I think it needs to be talked about more um, because I know I'm not the only one who's gone through this and who has struggled with feeling like there's something wrong because I have what I've dreamt of and what I've wanted, but I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I'm, I'm sad. I'm depressed. I, I'm grieving my old way of life, even though I didn't really want that anymore. I knew it was time to move on, but I still was living a certain way for a really long time. And now I'm living a completely different way. Um, and it takes time to adjust to that. This, this life has taken quite an adjustment. Um, speaking of burdens, there's also a phrase known as the burden of abundance. And that was a new one for me. When you are gardening the way that we're gardening and all of a sudden you have 50 cucumbers (laughs) at one time or you have 12 squash or you have, you know, pounds of green beans or pounds of potatoes or pounds of onion, you have to... (laughs) Um, 
learn how to put them up, how to preserve them, how to save them, different ways to utilize them um, for the future. Because what all can you do with 50 pounds or 50 cucumbers at one time, you know? Um, Luckily, we do have the market that we do sell um, our extra produce when there's not much left for me to do with it. Um, And so I have been selling cucumbers and collard greens and different things like that. But there is a burden of abundance when you have so much abundance on this land and you can't let it get ahead of you. You have to stay ahead of it. You can't let it get ahead of you or else it's impossible to catch up to it. And um, there's so many things like this that you don't learn until you're in it. You know, we watched YouTube videos about farming for years while we were preparing to be farmers. But there's so much that, you know, you can't foresee and you don't know what's going to happen or how it's going to play out. And and it takes time. It takes time to adjust and to figure it out. And this isn't just, you know, for farming. This is for anything in life, for motherhood. Um, you know, it takes time to figure out your vibe and your flow and um, your routine and your systems. And, um, you know, I might have gotten here a little bit sooner if I didn't spend the better part of last year um, deeply grieving my mom and not really able to do much other than that. But um, I'm here now. And I'm so grateful. Um, my birthday's coming up in a few weeks. And um, I'm going to be 38. And I'm, I'm pretty happy for what my life looks like at 38, you know. I definitely have a big hole in my heart still when it comes to motherhood. And I'm definitely... I didn't think I'd turn 38 without being a mom. I remember turning 36 and being horribly sad. Um, I'm actually going to tear up right now. <sighs> being horribly sad. Um, to still not see this dream come to fruition. And two years later, here I am turning 38 and it's... It's still not here. But I have a lot more hope and faith than I did two years ago. I've changed a lot. I've grown up a lot in these last two years. Um, Losing a parent, I think, does that to you. But I had no idea I would cry this morning. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I've changed and I've grown up a lot and I have a lot more faith in the process. Um, But it still sucks. It truly does. It still really sucks. I mentioned to y'all a a while back that I had found a support group for infertility and I was going to do these virtual meetings. And to be honest, I haven't been able to... Um, log in and do it. Um, the one last month, 
I just couldn't do. I think it happened during those week, those days of anxiety. I'm pretty sure because that makes sense because here I am again and it was last night. And I just couldn't do it again. I don't know why because um, I really think it would help me. But I uh, I don't know. I don't know. A part of me, the what I'm hearing in my head right now is that it's like admitting defeat. But I don't think that's true. So I don't know why that's what's popping up. Um, because I still do have faith. And, you know, we still have Mexico. Um, when we got our um, labs back that, you know, our hormones were at optimal levels for fertility. I think Cesar and I both really got our hopes up. I know he did and he kind of said it, he said it to me and it's been discussed a bit in the family and it really got my hopes up um, that we were conceived naturally before having to go to Mexico. And it's like every month, <clears throat> I feel like, you know, we're running out of time. Um, and I mean, to be honest, guys, could I be pregnant right now and not get my period in a few days? Yes, 100%. We are actively trying. So that could be a thing. But I really don't let myself get my hopes up because so far... <laughs> I've never been pregnant. <laughs> I always get my period. So I just don't like believe it. Um, and I just can't let myself go there because I will be uh, so devastated. And it's hard to do it over and over again. The devastation and the sadness and the grief of another period. Um, and I know it's so hard for Cesar to see um, me go through it. And I, I know he feels so helpless um, and he doesn't know what else to do and how to support me. And I just, I, he's been through enough with that. You know, I don't, I don't want to do that to him. So I just... I don't let myself go there. I don't let myself get my hopes up. I just assume I'm going to get my period. And it's a fine line to to walk because I am I'm a manifesting generator by human design. I am really good at making my dreams come true. I've done it so far. I'm living a dream life right now. Like literally I spent years dreaming of having land and animals and growing all of my produce and having farm cats. I mean, now I have five. If you go on my farm Instagram and you scroll back to the beginning before we had the farm, I used to post photos of random people's farm cats. <laughs> Talk about the dream of having a farm cat one day. And now I'm here with five farm cats. Like, you guys, I literally can can and have made my dreams come true and I believe in my power to do so and so I struggle with you know the way that I typically manifest with writing out my desires with sitting in silence 
with my eyes closed and envisioning where I want to be, feeling it in my body, in my soul, like immersing, immersing myself in that dream as if it is reality and being so present and vibrating at that energetic level. And I'm scared to let myself go there because I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it again every month. I went through years, years, guys, where every month, 12 times a year, I'd get my period and I was broken. I was devastated. And I just haven't let myself go there again. And it's like, how do I do what I do and manifest this true desire to be a mom and to call in this beautiful soul that I know is made to be Cesar and I's, to be our child? How do I sit in ceremony and manifest this dream and call it in and not get my hopes up? I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. If you have if you have some advice, please hit me up. Let me know because I don't know how to do it, and I'm scared to let myself go there. So I don't. And uh, yeah, I'm still not a mom, but I um, I guess I'm still not a mom to human babies. But I definitely have a lot of babies over here that I'm mothering. I have a lot of children on the farm and I'm about to have a whole bunch of teeny tiny little little babies to mother. Although they'll have their mother, thank goodness. Because if I had to bottle feed all these kittens, that would be absolutely horrible. I would not be on board, honestly. Every three to five hours, or I think it's like two to three hours bottle feeding kittens. Oh my gosh. In the middle of the night, I would never sleep. That'd be a full-time job. So luckily, they'll still have their mom, and I can oversee all of it. But it's uh, this life, you guys. It's so it's so interesting how it all works and how it all unfolds, and uh, there's so much magic in it. And um, yeah, we'll see. We will see how this all unfolds but I'm so grateful to be where I am now and to finally feel like I have a hang of this life and I finally feel at peace with it and and a good flow with it and we've got some really good systems down that really help take the headache away of how much there is to always be doing Cause that's the thing with a farm. It's so funny working the Sunday market and people are so often like, oh my gosh, like you're living my dream. That's so amazing. And then there's other people that are like, that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it is. It's a lot of work every day. Um, and it's, most people are made for it. Most people don't want this much responsibility. Um, you know, we can't just pick up and go. 
we have every morning. We have to milk our goats every evening. We have to feed the birds and milk the goats every day, twice a day. It has to happen. The plants have to be watered. Um, you know, the garden has to be harvested. The weeds have to be pulled. The food has to be preserved and put up. Um, there's just, there's a lot all the time. But it's so worth it to me. I couldn't go back. I wouldn't go back. I can't imagine any other way of living now. It is a beautiful life. It is a dream life. Um, And I'm so grateful that I'm in a place that I can really finally enjoy it. And and have some peace. And to have things make a lot more sense than they did at first. And um, to find joy in the mundane of repetition of washing mason jars, of cleaning the milking machine, of, you know, separating the curds and whey, of heating up the milk, of cleaning the, you know, roaster that we make the yogurt in every week same thing every day same thing and uh it starts to become comforting to know that almost what to expect from day to day week to week i mean things are always moving and changing You never really know what to expect when you go out to do chores because you very well could find a super sick goat or a dead chicken or, um, you know, that the goats got out or, you know, they're live breathing souls, animals. So they, they definitely play a part in it as well. Um, But most days you go out and everything is the same way that it always is. And the goats are so happy to see you. And the kids are excited to get their mamas back. And, um, yeah, and it's the same thing. And there's comfort in that. I'm really starting to find the comfort in that of knowing what's expected of me. I think that's the other big piece of big change, right? When we step into a new role, a new title, farmer, mother, entrepreneur, business owner, before we picked up that title, before we picked up that hat, most likely we had a routine and a system and a job that we were good at and we knew what we were doing. I was good at what I did at the salon. I knew that um, that business, like the back of my hand, I knew how to, I could, you know, open it and close it in my sleep. I could run the front desk, you know, very, very well. Um, and then I left that job and came out here and I had no idea what the hell I was doing. No idea. 
And I felt like that. I felt like I was bad at it. I felt like, you know, like nobody wants to wake up every day and do something that they're really bad at. But I didn't know what I was doing. I was brand new to this. So learning how to milk goats. Oh my gosh, I would cry. They would kick me and it would be a mess and there'd be spilt milk everywhere. And I would just be like, what am I doing? This is horrible. The first time the goats kidded and one of the, you know, kids wouldn't latch on and, you know, what do we do? How do we do this? Um, you know, I felt like I felt so lost, like I was fumbling around. I went from living a life that I knew and I was good at to a life that I had no clue what I was doing. And that's frustrating. It's frustrating and it's hard. Um, but practice makes perfect and you just show up and you keep doing it day after day and you do it with love in your heart and that's really all you need. The rest will unfold and you'll get better. You'll figure it out. You'll get your groove. And um, it just takes time. And I'm so happy to report that I'm finally at a place where I'm figuring it out. But, you know, the farm's always changing and we want to get pigs and that'll be something brand new that I've never done. And it'll completely change my routine and system of morning chores and evening chores and I'll have to adjust and learn, Um, but that's okay. I'm learning now that that's okay and and that I will learn and that it'll be okay. So if you're in a place right now where you're going through a big change in your life and you've been overwhelmed and frustrated and feeling like you're really bad at it, Just remember that it's a season like everything and you will get better and you will learn and you will find your groove and your flow and you will make systems and, um, and as long as you just do it with love in your heart, it'll all work out. It'll all work out. It truly will. (sighs) Well, I'm excited for this weekend we're going tonight to a family dinner and then we'll be home on the farm and getting ready for the market on Sunday. I love the market. That is where I go to fill up my cup every week. I absolutely love seeing my customers and my regulars and experiencing new people taste my cheese and my yogurt for the first time. Hi, kitty. Hi. I love, love, love just being in community and talking about plant medicine and farming and gardening and sharing um, my produce with the community. It's just, um, it, it fills my cup. It makes me so happy. It really, truly does. And so I love, love, love going to the markets, um, going to the market, the market that I do every Sunday in Maitland here right outside Orlando. And uh, yeah, and then next week, um, next week, what's going on next week? We'll just be 
chilling, doing farm stuff. And then at the end of the week, my sister comes for a long weekend to celebrate my birthday. So I'm really excited for that. But I can tell you more about that next week. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Yeah, I just, you guys make me so happy. This pod makes me so happy. It is my little therapy session where I get to just open up and share my heart and talk about topics that have been on my mind. And I just really hope that they resonate with you. Thank you so much for showing up and for supporting and for listening. I love you and I will be back next week. Please have such a beautiful, beautiful weekend and week. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Living Holistic Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, I ask that you please follow, rate, review, and share with anyone else you feel would also enjoy. The Living Holistic Podcast will be back again next week.